Welcome to Two Travel Dads Podcast. Here we share our favorite destinations, travel tips, ideas for saving money, and stories from our adventures. Be sure to check out our show notes at twotraveldads.com slash podcast dash episodes. Hey, welcome back to Two Travel Dads Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm still Chris. Yep, it's true. Uh, and today we are finally starting our series on Yellowstone National Park, which I'm really excited about because it's my favorite and yeah yeah what state is that in well that's a great question it happens to be in several states yellowstone is in both um wyoming and montana oh got it yeah so it is in the northwestern corner of my (coughs) excuse me of wyoming and yeah it overlaps just a little bit into um montana it up in that same corner there's some parts of the park that you can get to without having to go through the gates. Yeah, all that. We'll talk about it. Anyways, um, so what do you love about Yellowstone National Park? I think it's all the geothermal areas. Um, you know, everything from uh, the mud volcanoes uh, to the paint pots and, and geysers and all of the, the springs. Um, I think that's what's that's what I love about Yellowstone because it's not something that you find anywhere else. Um, at least that I've been, or it's easy to I was get gonna to say, because I'm going to say actually New Zealand, Iceland, yes, China. But, yeah. But <laughs> in the U S yeah, it's true. Yeah, no, I think that is, and you know what? We've got a whole podcast episode coming up all about geysers and all that cool geothermal stuff. So, um, yeah, that is definitely one of my favorite aspects of Yellowstone. And I think that's what makes it so cool for the kids each time we go. Um, but the other thing, well, there's two other things that I really, really love. Um, one is the abundance of wildlife. And it's really interesting because, I mean, I've been going to Yellowstone since I was tiny, tiny. And watching how the wildlife has changed is really fascinating. So we'll talk about that when we actually dig more into wildlife in a different episode. But yeah. Um So wildlife is one reason I love it. And the other is the views and stuff. So I know that might sound kind of generic, but Yellowstone has some of the most incredible views, both um, across unique formations, as well as just like beautiful lakes and random ponds. It's That's why I think you'll see a lot of pictures of Yellowstone and Earth Picks. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. So, um, yeah, and I think what's also cool about it is that it changes frequently, meaning like with the seasons, right? You're going to see something different in summer than you are in winter, like drastically different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, and because Yellowstone is so high, you know, it's up in the caldera of a huge, I'm not going to say an extinct volcano because clearly when you go there, it's not extinct. <laughs> it just hasn't done a massive super explosion in a long time. Um, I'm okay with that. Oh, I'm totally okay with that too. But um, yeah, no, it it really does change so much over time as well as season to season as well as within a season. So I was just thinking about, um, what was it? I think 1991. (laughs) It's a long time ago. Oh yeah, Um, I was in like seventh grade. Yeah. Um, We were in Yellowstone at the beginning of July. This is me and my family growing up. And um, one day it was hot. And then that night it started dumping rain. And then in the middle of the night it got quiet and we're like, okay, whatever. It stopped raining finally. Got up and we had four inches of snow. 
and it was insane and it was kind of amazing because driving through the park you know there's bison everywhere and the bison had snow covering their like front haunches that you know has that really super thick layer of fur and then not their rear ends and yeah it was just amazing yeah and that was just in a two-day span in the summer not something i would want to experience while camping (laughs) unless i was prepared for it i will say that that experience colored how i look at camping and why i like to stay in cabins and lodges (laughs) over camping camping has its moments for sure it's true what's something fun that you enjoyed like what's one of your fun memories from yellowstone I mean, you've been three times. Been three times. Um, I think one of the coolest places uh, to check out is Mammoth Hot Springs area. Mm-hmm. Um, it's super unique. Um, and you can always find elk around there, um, which are really cool to see. Um, so I really like that area. And then just hiking in general. Um, you know, there's so many beautiful places to go hike. Um, you know, one of my other favorite places is um, Yellowstone Falls. So we've got some really great beautiful pictures and stuff there. And I think taking the trails to go out and see that viewpoint is really amazing. Yeah. So we'll talk about that in a different episode. Well, you asked me what I liked. I know. <laughs> so I, I'm no, I was now. talking about, I was talking about like, what's a fun memory that, that you have either like from our first trip when we were way, way younger, like what was that? Like 2006, oh, maybe. I just remember you getting your camera five minutes into our, visit. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> We were, I had this like brand new camera. I hadn't gotten to use it yet. And we were going to the paint pots area. Artist paint pots. Yeah, artist paint pots. (laughs) And I had my camera out. I was ready to take pictures. And I think I took a couple and I was like relaxing my hand on the fence or something. And there's this, I looked down, there's this massive like hornet or something on my hand. And I flung my hand. I smacked the like fence area and my camera hit the fence too. And it It broke. broke. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was just like a I small didn't even fly. get stung. <laughs> no. So I do remember that. Uh, but I also remember just um, being stopped by the herds of buffalo. Um, bison. Sorry, bison. Whatever you want to call it. You'll, you'll hear, if I could only speak, you'll hear both when you're That's in true. the park. Um, so I don't know what it is really. Um, I think it's like tomato, tomato, buffalo, bison, something like that. Um, but <laughs> it's just getting stopped by them. Um, you know, and I remember just taking pictures of them outside of the sunroof because it felt safe. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. And um, then I think this, uh, this last time it was hilarious going through, oh gosh, what was it? The, um, an area with a lot of, um, like geysers, geothermal areas, but it, it was so smelly. Remember the kids? Mm-hmm. Like, what was that place that we were at? Oh, um, by the Barrel Spring, where every time we drove, yeah, past and there was it. like a Dragon Spring. I think that was there too. Like, oh, Dragon well, that's it. That's the mud volcano. That's that's what I'm talking about. Oh, the mud okay. volcano. Early in the morning <laughs> with the boys, right? And we were hiking through there. It was cold outside, but it stunk so bad, and that's all they could. And the talk kids about. are so dramatic that it's you know ruining their experience because it smells so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I got some good video of it. It's hilarious. Um, yeah, no, that was that was great. I think my most special, and this is kind of weird and emotional, my most special Yellowstone memory was on our first trip to Yellowstone as a family, like the four of us. It was um, five years ago. It was in 2015. And it was when we first drove into the park. And I'm, oh my gosh, I'm totally going to cry. Anyways, when we first drove into the park and I realized that we got to take our kids to Yellowstone, 
anyways, um, I never got to. Go I tend as a to kid. well up when I talk about emotional yeah. things, and for me, that was really emotional. Yeah, and I thought it was the most special thing because I didn't think we'd get to ever have kids or anything like that. And then mm-hmm. we actually got to have them and take them to Yellowstone, which is a really special place to me. So yeah. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Moving on, <laughs> I loved it. Um, but yeah, and then um, this last year, I got to go to Yellowstone three different times, which I thought was awesome. Oh yeah, for you it was great. I know. <laughs> yeah, no, it was um it was delightful to get to spend so much time in the park and really Did you stay in the park? Where'd you stay? We're not are we there yet? Oh we are. Where? Okay, so we have an outline that we're going with to make sure that we stay on track. I don't know where this outline is. I just had a question. Anyways. Uh you know, we've stayed in several different places. But why don't we go ahead and transition into that and where to stay when you want to visit Yellowstone National Park? Um, cause there actually, there are lots of choices and you don't have to stay in the park. Um, oh, but you want to, but you want to. So, <laughs> and we'll explain why you want to in just a moment. Because you only have so much time to be in the park. You don't want to waste like an hour and a half trying yeah. to get out of it. Yeah. So there's, there's some really awesome and amazing camping in Yellowstone. Our number one pick is always going to be camping at the Canyon campground because it is, it's a huge campground and there's plenty of very private spots and there's also, you know, less private spots in the woods. Um, but it's also right by the grocery store that's available in the park. That's by a gas station. Um, there's actually some restaurants. It's by the biggest of the visitor centers, laundry, laundry, laundry and showers. showers. So if you're camping in Yellowstone Canyon is the winner. Yeah. It's just, like I can't, but I still need showers. Yeah. So, I mean, Canyon is going to get our top vote. Um, other places that you can camp, though, um, include like down at Fishing Bridge, which is right by Lake Yellowstone or Yellowstone Lake. You can camp over by the um, Madison area off the Madison River uh, by Mammoth. There's so many campgrounds. I think there's a lot. Yeah. So um, to do that, though, you do want to make sure that you make a camping reservation as soon as you know you want to go to Yellowstone because... Where do you do that? You do that at recreation.gov. Hmm. Yeah, um, and that way you can, and there will be links in the show notes. That way you can both pick your site as well as make sure that you actually get a spot. So um, there are very few same-day walk-up places <laughs> in Yellowstone, and in the middle of summer, it's going to be busy. So Yeah, it is. Good times. Um, so that's camping in the park. That's That's got to be probably our number one pick. Um, if you've got it in the budget, though, there are several lodges slash hotels slash cabins in the park as well. So um, Canyon Lodge is right there by the area we were talking about, by the Canyon Campground. It's pretty cool. Um, It's very retro. When I say retro, I'm talking about like 60s. (laughs) So the dining room is super retro with um, some cool mid-century fixtures and stuff. There is the really cool like soda fountain area that's um, available for like simple lunch and stuff. Um, That's all at the Canyon Lodge. The Mammoth, up at Mammoth, there's the hotel, and it just went through a huge renovation, and it's beautiful. Um, And it's just right there, walking distance to the big hill of terraced hot springs. Um, The Lake Hotel, that's going to be at the upper end of prices. (laughs) Um, It's beautiful. It's right on Lake Yellowstone, right by um, the Bridge Bay um, Visitor Center, which that's a really cool visitor center. I like it. It's got all the taxidermy birds. That was interesting. I like that place. Um, and then there's the Roosevelt Cabins. And those are over by um, 
Tower Junction. There's the Grand Loop Road that goes all you know around the park and connects all the different spots. The road that heads um, east towards like Cook City and the Lamar Valley, right there, um, where the road branches off, you find the Roosevelt Cabins, and that's also where you can do horseback riding stuff. Um, and then there is, oh gosh, at Old Faithful, that's where the bulk of the hotel rooms are for the park. There's the Old Faithful Inn, the Old Faithful Lodge, and the Snow Lodge. Um, and those are, you know, those are all going to be, yeah, I'd say probably booked up pretty far in advance. Um, the Snow Lodge is the only one that's open in um, the winter, though. And it's not even open all winter, I don't think. I don't know. You don't know either. I have no idea. I will research and I will put the seasons on there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really, if you can afford it in your Yellowstone plan, which a lot of people plan national park trips because, you know, it's camping, it's being out outdoors. Yeah. I think um, it depends on where you're coming from though. I mean, there's so many international visitors, mm-hmm. um, to Yellowstone. And I think that, um, they also book up a lot of the lodges too as well because it's yeah. a once in a lifetime trip sometimes. It's those, true. There's some know. huge tour groups that come through huge. Yellowstone. You'll and, see the and flags they do stay, and the buses. And, yeah, and they yeah. do stay at most of the national park lodges. So that's a good call out. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so lots of options there. Um, this last trip that we did, we stayed in West Yellowstone. Yeah, just right outside the park. Yeah, so we've got some feedback. <laughs> So it was nice to be able to stay in West Yellowstone because there's lots of hotels for like if you want to stick to like a travel brand that you work, that you visit a lot of places with. Like we do a lot with Best Western. In the past, we've done work with Holiday Inn. So like we've got points and stuff. Um, There's lots of those sort of places in West Yellowstone. It's actually a cool little town. Um, It's got its own. It's got its own businesses, its own culture. It's good restaurants. Yep. It's got restaurants, some cool museums, all that. Yeah. And Um, access to the park. And access to the park. So it's a really popular entrance. Um, but here is where the pickle is. When you say entrance, what do you mean? Because you're staying outside of the park. It has a park entrance. Like a gate that you go through so that you can pay. How many does Yellowstone have? Like, which one is this? This is the west entrance? This is the west Yellowstone entrance. There's five different entrances to the park. So there's um, west Yellowstone. There is Gardner, which is on the north side, and that's where the Roosevelt Arch is, which is really cool. Um, And then there is the Cook City entrance, which I finally, I went through that for the first time this summer. Mm. And then there is the, um, uh, all of a sudden I spaced on what the other entrance on the east side of the park is called. So I will look that up. Yeah, (laughs) And then there's the one that goes down to... um, the Grand Tetons to the south. So, yeah, there's lots of, there's five different entrances. Um, what were you just going to say? Well, I was going to say, while you were looking at uh, the names of the other entrances, I was just going to say, uh, what's great about being in, staying in West Yellowstone is that, um, you know, you do, you can get lodging that is uh, more economical than what you would get inside the park, uh, and you don't have to camp. Um, so that's a real good pro, and you have good, dining options too, um, which is really nice. Um, there's also other activities that you can do in West Yellowstone if you wanted a break from the park. So I guess that's a bonus too. Um, but what I'll say in terms of the big negative is that, um, it, to get into the park from that entrance, it takes a long time to get to your destination and other parts of the park. Um, it's pretty easy getting in, but when you're ready to leave Yellowstone, 
um, plan appropriately because you'll you will be stuck in the car for a long time, and that's for you know because it's there's not wildlife. just because of car traffic. It is totally there wildlife. Is wildlife. Um, there will be one bison on the road. And it will back you up for two hours. Yeah. And it's literally because it's like one single bison who's lonely and has nothing better to do than to walk, walk as slow as road. possible. Yeah. And weave in and out of traffic. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's great that with building roads into Yellowstone, we've created these wonderful thoroughfares for wildlife. But it's these same elk and bison that just jauntily go for an afternoon stroll that make it so that staying in West Yellowstone is the biggest pain in the butt. But... <laughs> No pun intended. Also, you can get some Nat Geo quality photos oh my gosh, when that happens. True. Yeah, because usually when you end up passing the wildlife that's there, it's it's pretty close, which what is what happened this last time that we were there. Yeah, it's um yeah good times. But you know what though, that time that we went in at like six o'clock in the morning, like no, looking that was for cool. wildlife, that yeah. was perfect. Yeah, that was that was awesome. We got in there and we, we saw lots of great wildlife. Plus we saw the elk to, crossing yeah. the Madison River in like the early morning steam. Yeah, it was. Oh my gosh, that was really amazing. beautiful. Um, and just to see, yeah, exactly how the air looked so different in the morning uh, when we got there. I think it must have been like thirty degrees in the morning, oh or my if not gosh, it was colder. So cold. um, but it was so beautiful. But yeah, so I mean, I guess that's also a perk of staying in West Yellowstone is that every time you come into the park. You have this gorgeous drive along the Madison River where, I mean, we've seen swans and bald eagles and elk and bison. I've seen moose there. It's been a long time since we've seen a moose in Yellowstone. So we'll talk about that more later. Um, But yeah, man, it's gorgeous, but it is really a time suck to go in and out of the park from staying in West Yellowstone. Yeah. So that's that, you know. But like I said, (laughs) it's it's a good option. So if you don't want to camp... And you can't afford the lodges or they're not available um, inside the park. At least you have an option to be able to still go. Yeah. And, you know, Gardner is very similar to that in that just outside of the Roosevelt Arch, the north entrance, um, Gardner has lots of both small hotels, cool little like trendy and boutique-y rustic places. Um, Actually... This summer, on a different trip, I got to stay in the Sage Lodge, which was, um, gosh, what is it, maybe 40 minutes north of um, the Yellowstone entrance, and it was absolutely gorgeous. It was, it's a boutique mountain lodge that they do their own, like, fishing trips and stuff, um, and it was one of the most beautiful places I've ever gotten to stay, and you're just right there at the base of the mountains, right outside of um, Yellowstone National Park, and it's amazing. So, but, um, in the town of Gardner the, the, itself, there's plenty of options. So it's another good choice. And I would actually, um, for our next day, if we don't stay in the park, I would opt to stay in Gardner <laughs> over West Yellowstone. So, um, two other spots to consider though. Um, Cook City is the Northeastern entrance. So that's when you are coming down, um, out of, Red Lodge, um, you go through the Beartooth Mountains and on the Beartooth Highway, it is the, um, I, I drove it and it, it was nerve wracking, absolutely gorgeous and amazing. It's, um, the scenery is one of a kind with the most beautiful Alpine lakes and, um, yeah, oh, it's beautiful. Um, so that's the Beartooth side and then the, um, east entrance that we were getting ready to talk about is the Cody Wyoming side. So Cody itself 
has um it's it's its own town right it's very very old west and super cool um but also if you're going to be staying in cody instead of in the park that is going to be a long drive because then you have to drive around yellowstone lake to get to anything so just things to consider um one other town that we stayed in and accessed the park was big sky so um we probably actually should record a podcast just about big sky because it's just crazy. Well, um, there's only one thing you need to know. Oh, is it about barbecue? It's about barbecue. <laughs> yeah. What was the name of that river? So uh, each okay. of our times going Different through Big episode. Sky this, this You'll summer. You'll have to wait and listen. <laughs> With the Gallatin River You know House. I like food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll talk about it in the Big Sky episode. <laughs> That's um, right, but no, Big Sky is another place you can stay. Again, it's going to be one of those situations where you're going to have to drive pretty far um, to get into like the main attractions of Yellowstone National Park. But... It is an option, and itself, Big Sky is a resort town full of hikes and just beautiful spots, so um, it's kind of like the bonus to going to Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. So, um, Yeah, gosh, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else really to call out about um, staying outside the park. But no, I, I think we kind of nailed it. I mean, yeah, just be, That's it. be aware that there are many options but they come at the price of a long drive to some of the main attractions inside the park. Yeah, so. it all depends on where you're at. But you also never know what you're going to see. Each time it's a unique experience. Yeah, so with that, let's take a quick moment just to chit-chat about wildlife. Sound good? Sure. Okay. Um, so what is your favorite thing to see in Yellowstone as far as wildlife goes? Um, it's usually the the buffalo or bison. 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 It's usually the bison. <laughs> um, and it's because it's kind of a guarantee. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've seen it each and every time. Um, elk, it's a little bit more rare, I guess, unless you're out in Mammoth. Gosh, that was we, that yeah. was a guarantee. Um, but, um, but yeah, so I'd have to say the bison, just because I see it every time. And their I, numbers are shocking like they're literally they're huge you'll see and one so many. and you're like oh my gosh but when you see bison. the babies <laughs> baby bison are adorable those are cute elliot freaks out when he says baby bison because mm-hmm. they're just so cute <laughs> but um yeah no so you could you could see one and you're impressed because when you see one it's usually just you know this huge bull bison and then you'll come around a corner and oh my gosh there's a thousand more just sweeping across the hillsides and it's it's amazing so I mean, the best places to see them, um, and we'll get more into this across the other Yellowstone episodes, but the best places to see them are going to be the Hayden Valley, which goes in between um, in between Tower and, um, I just blinked, Tower and um, Fishing Bridge, like down West Thumb Geyser Basin area. Um, the Hayden Valley is right there. And then the other spot is the Lamar Valley, which is in between Tower Junction and... Um, the northeast entrance so those are the two spots where you're basically guaranteed to see a herd of bison so yeah and then the elk you know like like chris was saying mammoth um i think we always you have to there. go to mammoth yeah i mean they will they'll close off parts of the trails because there'll be a bull who just decided to set up shop you know right next to the path and you know they've got their big racks of antlers and it's just not safe so I was actually, gosh, I was there in September and um, I was hiking at Mammoth with some friends and all we were kind of watching this bull elk come down a trail across this little valley from us, you know, probably like 200 yards away. 
and just kept on watching him and he kept on stopping and bugling and it's very, you know, it's the start of the bull, the elk rut. And um, we kept watching him and kept getting closer and closer and closer. And then he um, went and he sat on a hot spring. And it was really amazing. And he was kind of rubbing his antlers on it. And he was rubbing his nose in it. He looked like kind of like he had a cocaine nose because he had so much of the white travertine calcium stuff all over him. And then people were yelling at him. So he was starting to get... Um, irritated yeah for sure (laughs) yeah um so yeah so elk bison they're both big really cool big ticket items to get to see um moose used to be really really common in yellowstone and um haven't seen it yeah chris has never seen a moose in yellowstone i've seen many many but not for years um they've just they've migrated so now the place to go for moose is down in the tetons Mm. so haven't seen it there well, you've only been in the Tetons once. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it in Rocky Mountain National Park. So yes, that's we've cool. seen moose in Rocky Mountain National Park and up in Glacier National Park too. So it's just... I, I haven't. Yes, you have. In Glacier? Yes. I've been oh, with you when you've seen right. moose. that's right. Bull moose, cows, babies. see them. We looked at the binoculars and we thought that was them. But it wasn't as clear as it was when I saw them in Rocky so Mountain So I'll be Park. sure to add to the show notes a picture of Chris standing in front of a mama moose and a baby moose in a lake. Do you remember that? The kids remember it. <laughs> I remember it. Do you want me to pull up a picture to show you oh, right I now? Oh, I do remember. Okay, there okay. you go. Yeah. And then on that same hike on the way me. back, there was a bull moose in the bushes. Do you remember that? As we walked back, that there was a bull moose. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that did happen. Okay. Anyways, so, yes, so now we, re- we remember that there are moose in Glacier. Oh, I didn't say that there wasn't. It's whether or not I saw it. Anyways, um, so there are moose in Yellowstone, but they are few and far between. And just got to watch from in marshy areas close to the lake. Um, other highlights in Yellowstone are... Those geysers. Uh, talking about wildlife. Oh, you're just, just like kidding. out there. No, I'm kidding. Um, well, no, what about those <laughs> trumpeter sheep. swans? Oh, the trumpeter swans. No, you, I haven't seen bighorn sheep there. Oh. Not what? in Yellowstone. I've seen them in Glacier. We just saw bighorn sheep in Yellowstone. In Yellowstone? Yes. I have pictures. Okay. <laughs> I saw them in Glacier, for sure. <laughs> yes, we also saw them in Glacier. Um, good times. Uh, oh, the trumpeter swans is what we're getting yeah. ready to talk about. So trump- those. trumpeter swans, you can see them on the Madison River, um, which is on the west side of the park, coming in from West Yellowstone. Uh, in Swan Valley, who'd have thunk that you'd see them in Swan Valley? And that goes in between like Norris Geyser Basin and Mammoth Hot Springs. And then uh, on the Yellowstone River, and we had a really special, special experience tonight. Unfortunately, um, destroyed the video files by accidentally deleting them and then trying to restore them. So we don't have the video anymore, but we got to watch um, a small flock of trumpeter swans just hanging out on the Yellowstone river early in the morning while the steam was rising. It was so beautiful. Yeah. And then they started honking and then they all took off and just swam so, or you flew so slowly. You saw the reflection. Yeah. It was oh, just beautiful. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, so I think trumpeter swans is also like a big, I'd call them a big ticket wildlife. For Yellowstone. Yeah. And then you can also um, watch out for things like antelope, which we saw some great antelope. Um, the wolves, they hang, hang out over in the Lamar Valley. Um, bears, both grizzly and black bears, um, which this last time we just saw some black bears. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, 
We saw it briefly. It was hard to see. Yeah. And, you know, we've seen coyotes. We've seen deer. But, yeah. And um, there was, uh, uh, not a grass, um Marmots. Marmots. Prairie dogs. And prairie dogs. Thank you. Prairie dogs. <laughs> yeah. No, so basically there's plenty of wildlife in Yellowstone, even if you don't get to see a moose, which, I mean, that's what a lot of people are going for. But, um, yeah, either way. No, you'll see, you'll see bison. Yeah, bison, if nothing else. So, well, I think that kind of wraps up this episode, just giving you the the rundown of Yellowstone and kind of where to stay and what to look forward to. Um, we're going to have some more episodes that focus on the geysers. And, um, and the food in the park? No, we're not going to no, talk. I'm just kidding. No, gosh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you made me lose my train of thought. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've got an episode coming up all about geysers as well as um, recommended routes for touring the park including like picnic spots and stuff so watch for those and um, if you get any questions be sure to leave us um, comments on the blog give us a rating whatever you want to do and um, I guess we'll talk to you later we will alright alright guys see you next time Two Travel Dads podcast is written by Rob and Chris Taylor and produced by Rob Taylor in Suquamish, Washington if you would like to be on Two Travel Dads podcast or sponsor it, please visit us at twotraveldads.com slash work.